and welcome to the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here is always my co-host at Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you? Feel great. Cowboys won the NFC East. We get to play the Green Bay Packers and not the Los Angeles Rams or have to go to Tampa. That's always wonderful. The, the Philadelphia Eagles got their doors blown off and looks like that their entire team went down, which is always great. And uh yeah, I'm 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 good. I'm 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 hanging in there. Hanging in there. How about you? How how's 2024 treating you? Any 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 New Year's resolutions? Um I don't know about New Year's resolutions. Yeah, New, um, Year's, resol- New Year's resolutions are bullshit. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Adam, as New, much. Year's resolu- New Year's resolutions are complete garbage. Well, you can make resolutions any time of year. They are complete garbage. They are complete garbage. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go get in shape. You go to the gym. You go to the gym for two weeks, and then it's like, oh my god, I, I have to, I have to stop. I have to stop. And then we go back into the the same patterns that we were doing in in 2023. It's just silly. It's all it's it, it's all silly nonsense. <laughs> That's how the story goes. It, it's it's all silly nonsense. And and listen, it's 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 all fact. It, it, it's complete fact. I think everybody knows me right now. Man of the people, big time cursor. I also I, I speak the truth. I, I speak the absolute truth. It, it's it, it's kind of like you know if your aunt had balls she'd be your uncle, but she doesn't, so she's not. Kind of get what I'm saying? Yes, it's a weird metaphor. I've heard it before, and I always find it weird whenever I hear it. It's a great metaphor, and it's very true. It is. It is very, very, very true. But yes, uh, we're here. We're here. We're to uh, to talk about you know 2024 ranks. Go through the head coach openings, and uh, oh yeah, celebrate that the kid is fucking dead. Arthur Smith, get the fuck out of here. I'm very happy about that. Oh my god, I could speak freely. Can the oh. intro. For this, be God. Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead. Uh, or do honestly. We, do we have the rights? Yet. Or is The Wizard of Oz public domain? I hope Wizard of Oz is public, is public domain. I might have to use it. Like, oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The guy's gone. The guy's gone. He's out of our lives. Like, thank you. Just go be like the COO of FedEx already and, and just, you know, just fuck off. I'm sure there's a. Well, I don't know. Tennessee is weird. I was going to say there's a, there's a comfy spot in Tennessee probably waiting for you. Well, that's if Mike Vrabel goes back there. Yes. Or a comfy spot in Foxborough, Massachusetts, if the rumors are to, be, are to be believed. That would be sickening. Oh, it just makes so much sense, and I hate Well, you it. know what? I would actually be okay with that because the Patriots are just so such an irrelevant fantasy spot. That if he were to just grime up the place with his dirty ass fingers, that's an easy place to avoid. Like, okay, I'm good. Well, they're going to draft, you know, a guy that could be fantasy relevant. Well, what I will say is that they do draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and Arthur Smith is there in any form, in any capacity, then we have a problem. Then, 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 then we definitely do have a problem. Well, maybe Mike Frable will, because like this wasn't a problem in Tennessee when Arthur Smith was the was the offensive coordinator. They used their weapons. Yeah, it, maybe it's the oversight that'll help. Well, who, who the fuck knows? I mean, it definitely is a uh, it's it's a wait and see on a lot on a lot of fronts right now. And then I mean, 
I don't want to say too much before we even get to the head, co the head coaching stuff, but there is, uh, I've heard a lot of things about uh, kind of where we're headed with a lot of these potential hires and, and, and what, you know, sort of direction teams are, uh, teams are at least thinking about. Well, let's uh, play 32 thoughts and I'm going to ask you what you're hearing from your sources. Uh, are there any other coaches that you think might get fired? Well, the two, the, 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 there's two dominoes that we're waiting on two huge dominoes. It's Mike Vrabel with the Tennessee Titans. I just want to emphasize this, that the Titans are going to want Mike Vrabel to come back. It is not that Mike Vrabel is going to be fired. It's whether or not Mike Vrabel chooses to go. And Mike Vrabel is a great coach. This oh, is he, he a is a top five pure football coach in the entire league. Hands down. Hands yeah. down, not even close. And from what I've been told, like this is a, a coordinator thing that happened today with Wink Martindale um, resigning his position from the New York Giants hasn't happened yet, but that is the way that it's going. From what I have been told from from people that are just around the league and and teams that have defensive coordinator openings or potential defensive coordinator openings, uh, Wink Martindale is going to be available for about five minutes. Oh yeah, it's like Wade Phillips. Very very similar, very similar, yeah. and I, I just want to emphasize this too. Um, the Jaguars just fired their defensive coordinator, Mike Caldwell. I wonder why. Yeah, I also wonder why. I mean, I wonder why. Oh, it all ties together. You don't get a coordinator that is as decorated as Wink Martindale getting on the open market very often. So when you have these sort of teams that need to revamp defensively and there is a coordinator like that that's out there, teams will create openings to get that guy in potentially or they'll just fire their guy if they're on the fence to try and get that guy in. Yeah, honestly, no, no, I wouldn't fire Jeff Ulbrich to bring in Wake Martindale because Jeff Ulbrich's a great defensive coordinator. No, he's, but, he's been, he did great. He's been great for the yeah. Jets. Defense is mean, not a problem. He might leave for a head coaching job. I mean, if Connor Hughes is to be believed. Yeah, I haven't heard I haven't heard his name floated around all that much with 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 interviews. But again, the process is waiting. It's on January eighth. I mean, let's be real. Two very big fish. Yeah, because the well, next guy, the next guy that we have to talk about, obviously, is is, is Bill Belichick. That's the that's the big one. That's that's right. the Dennis white whale. Oh, <laughs> that's the white whale that we're waiting on is Belichick, and yes. and you know what happens there. The two landing spots that I keep hearing with Belichick, Washington and Atlanta. I would bet if Washington is is offering him some sort of personnel say, he'll end up as coach of the Washington Commanders and probably do what he has to do to get Caleb Williams and Caleb Williams be a member of the Commanders with Bill Belichick. That's one. Two, if he wants a team that is ready to go right now and it's just a quarterback away, that's the Atlanta Falcons. If you ask me where I think Bill Belichick is going to go, my answer is the Washington Commanders, but I would not be surprised if it were the Atlanta Falcons at all, given what the Commanders are doing right now with bringing in Rick Spielman, Bob Myers, which is hired today by new owner Josh Harris to to lead the charge for a new president of football, of, uh, football operations. I was confused about that. So was he hired as their – he was hired to be like the hiring committee? Yes. Or okay. yes. So Bob Myers and Rick Spielman will be the guys that are in charge of, of making that hire. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Because at first, I believe that they hired both of them to be president and GM. 
That's what I thought. And then I received clarity on that. Yeah, I was confused as Yeah, to how I was it was very reported. confused because I, I literally, I think my te the text I sent out this morning was that does Josh Harris realize that these are the commanders and not the 76ers? Also, When I heard Bob Myers' name floating around. I'm like, Bob Myers, I'm like, you're going to bring in a basketball guy to run a football team? Like, come on. It, it, hey, you know what? I, I, I guess he's, you know, he's committed to, in, in football too. Because it worked so well for, oh God, I forgot his name. The guy who was at Southampton and then he coached the Sabres or GM the Sabres. Oh, never mind. It was like the 2020 season. I think. Yeah, you lost Never, that. never mind. I forgot. Anyway. Yeah, you, you, you lost me on that one. But we, we have more stuff to talk about. So, But then the, the one more that I also want to uh, put out there, which is absolutely on the table, depending on how things go this weekend, is Mike McCarthy. His job, from what I understand, is very much on the line. Oh, if they lose a home playoff game yep. as a two seed? To his old employers. Oh, to his old employers. Mm -hmm. oh, I yeah. tell you what, honestly, like look at these matchups. There is so much story in every single game. Yeah, they couldn't have drawn it up any better. That's quite Texans, literally. Texans-Browns should be the Deshaun Watson rematch, but whatever, we'll kind of count it. Dolphins-Chiefs. The Tyreek Hill reunion against Mahomes and Kelsey. Uh Bill Steelers, two historic franchises in the in the AFC going at it. Uh I wouldn't say the Bills are a historic franchise. They're I would just say whatever. so. I would say so. The nine the nineties, they were in they were in a ton of Super Bowls. And the Bills They the Bills lost are, four straight Super Bowls. I guess that's pretty franchise. They that's are pretty historic. historic. They are a, a historic franchise. They've just been around for a long time and they've never won a championship. Yeah, they're a, they're a historic franchise though, Adam. Okay, whatever. The Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since I've been alive, but are the Cowboys are an historic franchise. Yeah, but yeah, they've won they five. There's a difference. Sure. The Bills are a historic franchise, but apples to oranges. Um, Cowboys, Packers, the obvious Mike McCarthy yes. connections. And, and the Stafford thank, Bowl. Yeah, thank Heavenly Father that Aaron Rodgers is not here. Thank God. And then the Stafford and Goff Bowl, which is that that is must-see TV. Yeah, it's that, just that right there. That is the game of the weekend. That right there. That's going to be fun. And then Mon Monday, I don't know. Monday might be weird. Monday, Monday's game is interesting. Monday's game is interesting because we are just kind of going in both directions with with uh, with these two teams. The Buccaneers are weird, but they're grinding out results. They're getting it done. And the Eagles, uh, the Eagles are just falling apart. Yeah. There's a rematch of a playoff game from a couple of years ago. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But those are the playoff teams. We got to talk about the, the, the head coaches and, and, you know, where yeah. we're at. Well, do you want to pick these games real quick? Sure, we can do that. All right. I don't I still don't really get gambling. So I'm not gonna do any spread stuff. That's Bird's thing. Yeah. Um, so I think that Cleveland and Kansas City win on Saturday. I will say Cleveland and I'll say Miami. Interesting. Miami, Miami coming into I, 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 coming into I, cold Arrowhead. I don't know. I don't know. I just something something tells me that Miami is just the better team. And at the uh, end of the this day, this year on paper, yes, I think the better team wins. But I'm not sure. I'm not. That's a coin flip. That's a coin flip. But I'll go the better team. I'll go Miami. 
And then Sunday, I mean, you got to take Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo's winning it, that game comfortably. It would be a shock if, if they didn't. I think Dallas wins yes, I against do Green Bay. I do too. And then, ooh, probably Detroit. I'm going to go with the Rams. I wouldn't bet against the Rams, though. I'm going to go with the Rams. There's got to be an upset somewhere. And I think the Rams, there's your upset. Well, technically, you did upset. pick an upset. Well, I think the Rams over the Lions would be would be an upset. I, I don't know yeah. if the I don't know if the Dolphins over the Chiefs is necessarily like would you would you call like a true upset? No. Well, I'm I'm going to pick an upset for Monday, and mm. that's t- Tampa Bay over Philadelphia. I'm going to say Philadelphia. Yeah, even I'm though seating wise, that's not an upset, but record wise, it is. Yeah, and eat and the Eagles, I believe, are favorites in that game too. Yeah, I believe. But, I mean, I don't know. Last week is weird, or yesterday is a weird thing to judge Tampa Bay on. I mean, the the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they barely they didn't score any points in their last game of the season. Right, right. So I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm 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 still gonna take the Eagles though. They they are the better team. They are most no, they are the team. they are the better team. But I mean, they're reeling. Sure, sure, they are, they are, and, and, and that's not saying the Bucks can't win that game. They absolutely can. Yeah, this game's going to be closer than I think the casual observer will think it is. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So head coaching openings. Yeah. So just to make this formal, we have the Los Angeles Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders from earlier in season, and then we have the Commanders, we have the Falcons. And then I think that's it. The Commanders, Falcons, Panthers. Oh, Panthers, yes. From early, from early, for... from early in the season. Yes. And then and... potentially Patriots, Titans, Cowboys would be the Saints. others. No, I think Dennis Allen's going back. I think Dennis Allen's dying. What a... I have thoughts about what he said in that press conference. I have, I have no issue with what the Saints did, with what Jameis did. I have no issue. No, me neither. I have issue with what Dennis Allen said. Throwing his own team under the bus? Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Th- th- yeah, that we agree on. That's the kind of that's the kind of thing that gets coaches fired, but whatever. Absolutely. It should. It should, yeah. but they're not they're not gonna fire him. Right. If any if anything, they would cut Jameis Winston before they would fire Dennis Allen. But I honestly I don't understand why it's such a big deal. You don't you don't want the Saints scoring a touchdown. Okay, stop him. Yeah. I mean simple. Why that's terrible. And it was so blown out of proportion because Arthur Smith threw a hissy fit. Like, come on. Well, also because Dennis Allen's like, just back your players. 100%. Like, 100%. Dennis Allen could have gotten on that mic and said, look, Jamal Williams went from having 16 touchdowns last year, not having a single rushing touchdown this year. We wanted to give him one rushing touchdown. He got it. Yeah. What's the problem? What? It's the most inconsequential thing. It, could, ridiculous. I could not agree more. Yeah. We actually agree on something, Adam. This is a miracle. This is weird. It is. I don't like it. Yeah. Let's find something to disagree on. Yeah. Also, the Panthers fired their GM. BC's terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Yes. They 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 completely cleared cleaned house. Yeah. Um, okay. So I guess you want to go. Now, I think this is now going to be the, the seventh head coach that uh, David Tepper has had since he bought the team five years ago. So it was Ron Rivera. Yeah. Interim for Ron Rivera, who I don't remember. Matt Rule. Insert Steve Wilkes. Yep. 
Frank Reich, and then, and then interim. interim. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. And I think this would this be his second GM or third GM? This would be his second GM. Yeah. It's crazy. That is uh, that is wild. Yeah, I think Fitterer. Yeah, Fitterer was on the job for three years. Yeah. Yeah, this would be his third GM. Oh boy. Yeah, it's a mess. It, 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 the the Carolina Panthers job is an absolute mess. And like we look at look at where we're at with like the Falcons and the Panthers. Look at those the two teams in in the same division. The Falcons have a great foundation. They are flux with cash. They are flux. They are flush with assets. They just need a quarterback. That's it. And they're they're good to go. I mean, where do you want to start with the Panthers? What the hell do they need? Yeah, they got nothing, and they, they don't have, have a first nothing. round pick. They have nothing, number one. And then number two, you just drafted Bryce Young last year, number one overall. So a coach and a GM are going to be responsible for coming in here, and then I'm going to basically get the opportunity to draft the wrong guy, more than likely. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> well, I mean, it's basically what happened good. in Jacksonville. Well, I, actually, no. Trent Balky did Balky draft Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, I think he did. Okay, so it was just a new coach. It was just a new coach, yeah, with with Peterson, yeah, who who was 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 going to to take a uh, was going to take a, a was going to take a job no matter where he was. There we go. Just trying to find the words to 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 get them out. Yeah, I, do you think he anything happens with Peterson? No, no. I've no. heard I've heard next to nothing about it. I mean, you could just. No, I, I, I think I, I think the, the chopping of the heads has already been done in the form of, of Mike Caldwell and his defensive staff, more than likely, is probably what they'll what they'll do. And then that'll be that'll be that. All right. I believe. Um, but now yeah. with now with the rest of these openings, I mean the biggest hire of the ball is uh Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. And well who's the most attractive uh, opening? Which team is the most attractive? Well, it depends yes. what you're looking for. I think if you're looking for a well-established program that's there and you just need someone to come in and uh, polish, it's the Los Angeles Chargers, and that's where I think Harbaugh is going to go. Yeah, because he's I mean, coming. He, he's coming in only for the creme de la creme NFL job, and that job right now, if it's not the Dallas Cowboys, who by the way, Jim Harbaugh will not be going to the Dallas Cowboys. I don't want to hear that. Um, he will be going to the Los Angeles Chargers because that is the job. He walks in, franchise quarterback already set it's just a matter now you know building a team there and 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 getting guys together which jim harbaugh does does very very well um he also cheats very very well that's neither here nor there that's just pure conjecture speculation he has a uh a nice history working in california also yes he does yes he does that has been a a very 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 friendly even though most mostly in norcal as opposed to la sure sure but less but listen i mean you kind you kind of do upgrade when you go from norcal to la that's that, that is an upgrade. Yeah. Well, I mean, also with the 49ers, when he joined them, like we, well, we didn't think that he were, that they were going to be like a ready-made team, but no, he turned them into it's the contenders. It's kind of like going from, from Palo Alto, the summer retreat to Beverly Hills, California. We love the stars. We do love the stars. Uh, I missed the mailbag. I missed, I missed the mailbag so much. Um, then I think you have to look at the, the Falcons. I think that's the next most attractive job with n- not including the Cowboys. I think if the Cowboys job were to open tomorrow, that would be the most lucrative, impressive, eye-watering job. But 
the Cowboys, if the Cowboys job is opened, it'll be filled within two minutes because it'll be yeah. uh Dan Quinn. Yeah. Dan Quinn will be, would be head coach of the Cowboys. And I would be that okay would with be, that. That would be interesting. Considering how, okay his ten, how his tenure ended in Atlanta. It's well, look at the job that he's done with the defense. And if you want to keep, if you want to keep the guy that is responsible for making that defense as good as it's been, you make him defensive play caller and you keep him as head coach and you just keep him on as head coach done. And you make sure Dan Quinn can go out and find a dynamo offensive coordinator that could get and call, uh, call the offense. Yep. Unfortunately, Kyle Shanahan is not available. Unfortunately, unfortunately he is not, he is not. And then the, the, the Raiders, I want to put this out there. I want to preface this. If the Raiders do not hire Antonio Pierce, they deserve every bad thing that has ever happened to that godforsaken awful franchise. He deserves that job. He Absolutely. coached his ass off. You have Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, who two months ago, two and a half months ago, they were phoning their agents. Boop, 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 boop. Yo, Mr. Agent, get me the fuck out of here. Devontae Adams was like halfway to MetLife. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. he was boxing up his shit. He was getting ready to bring it to the UPS store and send it to East Rutherford, New Jersey. And then Antonio Pierce stepped in the door. And now you have Devontae who wants Antonio Pierce back. You have Josh Jacobs who wants Antonio Pierce back. You have Max Crosby who wants Antonio Pierce back. He brought a feel good factor back to that back to that program. He's got to be the guy. Yeah, he Just has to be. Shot. And if he and if he's not. If he's not that guy, I can tell you right now, he would make an unbelievable defensive coordinator for a team. He really would. Yep. Like, and, and I mean, hello, New York Giants. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. That's a, that's like a match made in heaven. There's two candidates for the Giants defensive coordinator spot that I've heard of. It is Antonio Pierce. That's one if he's not hired by the Raiders. And then it's Leslie Frazier. That's the other one. Oh, interesting. I didn't Makes know that a lot of was... sense. Makes yes. a lot of sense since... Leslie Frazier was on the same staff as Dayball and served under uh, Joe Shane in Buffalo. Yes. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, well, the Washington job. Washington, I feel like Washington is just hell-bent. They're going to wait for Belichick to see wh where that domino, you know, falls. Same thing with Atlanta. And Carolina, I think Carolina is like the kind of spot that's going to be um, like a Brian Johnson Offense coordinator for the Lions. I feel like that that's where he probably ends up going. And Brian Johnson or Ben Johnson? Ben Johnson. Brian Johnson's the offense coordinator for the Eagles. I keep getting them mixed up. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson for the Lions. Brian Johnson for the Eagles. Who I believe yeah. has got who has already gotten requests for for interviews as well. Brian Johnson. Interesting. Not Ben Johnson. Not Ben Johnson. Brian Johnson's got requests for interviews. Okay. I thought I heard that. Maybe it was the defensive coordinator for the Lions. Then they got a request to interview by the uh, well, commanders. It could, it could be for like for you know for Rooney Rule purposes, Aaron Glenn. I guess. I, I yeah. per me personally, and this is gonna. No, nah, I mean, I feel like regardless. No, I, I, no, I'm just. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching no? it. We'll move it on. Okay, we'll move that's on. probably we'll for the on. best. Yeah, because what I I know what I want to say, but I can't say it in a way that doesn't make it sound like wrong. So I'm just not going to say it at all. Yeah. No, I get it. But Aaron, I, uh... Glenn, Aaron Glenn deserves a fair crack to be a, a head coach for sure. With what with what he's done with that Detroit Lions defense, he he's been great. And I feel like we're going to see a lot of 
uppity upshot offensive coordinators that get calls to be a head coach. If there's one defensive mind, well, two defensive minds that honestly deserve to be head coaches is Dan Quinn. And then it is Aaron Glenn for sure. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So who's the, I guess, I don't know. We were kind of talked about all of them. Like who would be the least attractive out of these? Oh, Carolina. Yeah. Carolina without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, where do you want to start? No assets. Team needs to be built from the ground up. Program needs to be built. Honestly, Carolina's best move, to be quite honest, is not hiring an upshot uh, offense, offensive coordinator. Yes, you want a guy that can come in and, and, and work with Bryce Young. Sure, I understand that side. But the other side of the coin is I think you want someone in there that's going to start a program and and really like build that up. You know, a guy like Jim Caldwell, guy like Marvin Lewis, someone like that, that can come in and and really kickstart um, and and lay a culture foundation down in that building because that 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 building is just it, it's it's a it's cursed. Yeah, it's it's a real mess. That's interesting. It's a disaster. I feel like, I mean, if there's anybody that can make gold out of shit. It is Marvin Lewis. Yeah, and listen, what do I think they're going to do? I think they're going to go for the young offensive coordinator, personally. That's what I think they're going to do. What do I think they should do is go for that uh, program-building guy. Well, yeah, I feel like a veteran. Like, I wouldn't want, as a young first-time head coach, taking a job like this might either you know make my career or, ba- or break my career before it even starts. Because it's like, well, you know, he sucked – in Carolina, like Matt Rule, for example, like it's going to be a long time, if ever, he gets another look as a head coach in the NFL. After- oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Matt Rule, Matt Rule right now is under that huge contract right now with Nebraska. Yeah. So he's, well, he's, also, not go- he's not going anywhere. Yeah. But I mean, he, he just landed the number one recruit in the country, Dylan, Dylan Riola. But like, I don't know. I wouldn't want to stake your claim as your first opportunity to be with a team like the Carolina Panthers. Cause I feel like they need a veteran there, a veteran coach, like a Jim Caldwell or Marvin Lewis. You're totally right. I agree. I agree with you, but you know, if you're offered a head coach, if, if you're offered the coach of the, the Carolina Panthers no, head coach tomorrow, you know, like you're, you ta- you're taking that job. Like anybody else would, anybody else would, that's, that's anybody else would. that has a dream of being a, an NFL head coach. You're obviously going to take going to take that job, right? No, I I agree, but I'm just I think that this job needs a veteran coach. I agree. No, I agree. And whoever does go there also has to understand that probably David Tepper is going to be very hands on, much to the likes of you know, um, this is a very very basic example, but you know, sort of in the way that Jerry Jones is with the Cowboys that. You know, there there is going to be owner input on basically every last thing that you do. To much different results. Yes. Yep, your, mile, sure. your mileage may, may vary with ownership. Well, mileage. because the fact, the fact of the matter is that Jerry Jones, there is an organizational structure in Dallas that does prevent him from acting unilaterally. Whereas in Carolina, there is no such thing. Because if yep. there wasn't, then the Cowboys would have drafted Johnny Manziel over Zach Martin. Correct. Correct. I mean, Jerry has Steven in the room. He's got Will McClay in the room. Who Will McClay could be an NFL general manager by himself, and I would expect him to get a ton of uh, general manager opportunities, and he essentially basically is the general manager of the team. He basically makes all the personnel decisions, and Jerry Jones is the one that goes yes or no and has the title. But 
really the guy who's making all those, you know, personnel calls is Will McClay. And he's been running the ship there for in Dallas for a really, really long time. He's done a great job with it. I mean, look at what the you know, the Cowboys uh draft um results have been over the last couple of years. And you want to know who that who the guy to thank for that is. It's it's Will McClay. Yeah. So I think that's uh, anything else you want to say about these uh these openings? Uh no, no, not not for uh not for right now. You know, we'll have we'll talk about more of the openings, you know, if there are any more that come out. Like obviously we'll talk about the Patriots job if that becomes available. And and by the way, I do think that it's gonna be Gerard Mayo that does get that job. Um and then if the Tennessee job opens. God, how weird is it that all the players that we watched growing up are now becoming head coaches? Crazy. Crazy. Domingo, I mean, but look, D'Amico Ryan's, Gerard Mayo. And, and um, congratulations to D'Amico Ryan's. I know. Good for him. I, the Texans are so likable. They really, really, really are. And I, I hope they win. I hope they win against Cleveland, but I do think Cleveland will win it because in my own heart as well. Um, I do want to see potentially Cleveland go to Baltimore. I do want to see that. Ooh. Joe Flacco up against the Ravens. Yeah. That'd be interesting. That would be well, elite, elite, elite Joe Flacco. Elite. It'd be it's a it's a bit of a harder sell for me, just because if it was he who shall not be named on Cleveland, then it would be a lot easier to root for the Texans. Sure, sure. But it's not. It's elite Joe Flacco. No, yeah. Yeah. Also Cowboys legend Dan Campbell. Ah, fuck him. What? Fuck him. Adam she- Adam Schefter has never tweeted about the Lions so much as he has in the past week and a half. Fuck Adam Schefter. Dickhead. Is it because of where he went to school? More than likely, yeah. <laughs> More than likely, um, yeah, but but that's all reckless speculation. Okay. Well, anyway. Emphasis on reckless. Rec- that's pretty reckless. So, uh, yeah, we have our top 20 or top 10 of 2024 very early. It is January 8th (laughs) as we're recording this. So early as much salt as you have, the largest grain of salt that you can find, please take these rankings with that. Yeah. Because it is January 8th. It is indeed January 8th. All right. Well, I will go in reverse order and I'll start with the honorable mentions. Sure. For, for the drama. So honorable mentions. Well, Devon, I mean, here's what I think. Oh. Here's what I think we could we could do. I think we just read off. You read off the list, and then any questions you have off of the list, you rip them off. Okay. Well, I'm going to or, do that. Or you break them down into segments. Well, I was going to do honorable mentions and then just read it ten to one. Cool. Sounds good. Okay. You're you're the captain of this ship. Oh, captain, yes. my captain. Love that movie. Um, Devon A. Chan. Garrett Wilson, Travis Etienne, AJ Brown, and Jonathan Taylor. Those are your honorable mentions. That is 15 to 11. Yeah. And now for starting with number 10, Jameer Gibbs, Amon Ross St. Brown, Kyron Williams, Bijan Robinson, Brees Hall, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, CD Lamb, Tyreek Hill, and Christian McCaffrey. How about it? So. I was thinking about it. I feel like, I don't know. It's tough 
Because they're the top ten is probably as deep as it's been in a while. Extremely. Yeah, it's 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 extremely, extremely deep. Because I could definitely split hairs and be like, well, why didn't you, you know, Jonathan Taylor could be in the should be in the top ten. Maybe over Jameer Gibbs because he's by himself. Sure, but also it also comes it also comes down to scoring, and this is also in you know in, in full point PPR and you know you look at Jameer Gibbs versus versus Jonathan Taylor. I see a clear a clear at least for me um, discrepancy in the amount of catches that Jameer Gibbs is going to have next year versus the amount of catches that Jonathan Taylor is going to have. Jonathan Taylor, I believe, had only nineteen catches this year. Yeah, nineteen catches for Jonathan Taylor. And fifty-two for Jameer Gibbs, so that that's a humongous difference in, in full point PPR. Half and non, it probably is Taylor, but in full, which is how I how I do my ranks, it, it has to be Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. AJ Brown was one of those things that like jumped off the page. I was like, why isn't he here? But then when you think more about it, you're like, who are you legitimately, you know, taking him out for? Maybe Amon Ross St. Brown. No, not in full. Not when, in full. When, when Amon it's Ross St. Brown had 120 yeah. catches this year. AJ AJ Brown was a was just just shy over over 100. He had 106. Not a huge not a huge difference, sure, but I mean maybe that's AJ, just a name. It's a name thing. AJ Brown is also the number one receiver and one of the best offenses in the National Football League. Granted, pending he stays there, of course, and and this is. You know, going to be you know just throughout the off season, the speculation that's going to involve AJ Brown. You know, we we can go, we're going to go on and on and on about it. I'm sure. Um, but as of now, the guy is number one, number one receiver Philadelphia for the, for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's going to be a borderline first round pick in in pretty much every fantasy league, no matter which way you want to look at it. Um, non half full guy is a hundred a hundred catches and almost fifteen hundred yards. Yeah, that's a guy that you want in your fantasy team, no doubt. Yeah. And then um, the I feel like a lot of people might. I'm trying to think about where to where to go with this. I'm sure a lot of people might be surprised about Kyron. Being in the I, top I 10. was shocked, too. Trust me. Yeah, I was shocked. And I, I think we talked about this uh, last week that there was a real possibility that Kyron Williams is going to be a, a first round pick. And yeah, he's. He's a first round pick, and I went back and forth between him and him and Bijan pretty much over the weekend. And then when Arthur Smith got fired, I was like, okay, that settles it for me. It's it, it is Bijan, but Karen Williams, yeah, he I mean, he's got to be a top four five running back in 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 redraft. He he, he has to be guaranteed to get two hundred and thirty plus carries if he if he's healthy next year, double digit touchdowns. Also sprinkled in 30 catches here and there. It was very similar to the kind of year that in his prime, Derrick Henry had. And if you're telling me you can get those kind of numbers from Kyron Williams, regardless of how you feel about him as a talent, you got to take that guy in the, in the first round. You, you just have to. Yeah. But what I will say going into next year is that Kyron Williams is no doubt going to be one of my biggest busts. No doubt. Yeah, this screams like... You know, when we were all taking, I know the cover your ears, when we were all taking Miles Gaskin in the third round, yeah, because he finished, and G word, yeah, because he finished 2020 and actually 2019 strong. And I mean, maybe like, listen, can't predict the future, but this happens every year. 
mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, this guy, he finished the season real strong. And um, after starting very slowly, that's going to build into next year. And we're going to draft him at his at his ceiling and not may, and maybe not like where he actually is. Well, Kyron Williams missed that chunk in the, in the middle of the season, sure. But the first half of the year, he had 17.4, 28, 8.5, 27.7, 7.7, 21.8. And he left that game against Arizona injured. So he could have had way more than that. Then he was out for four games, five weeks, then came back. 38 point four 20 point two 14 point three 24 point5 16.4 and 30.1 while also in that sh- in that last six game stretch four of his last six games he had over 100 yards rushing five of those six games oh sorry six of those six were over 100 yard total offense like yeah. that's a guy that that is a guy that has got this is very, very early, but I look at a guy like Raheem Mostert, right? Raheem Mostert to me just screams classic round four bust. C- classic. The Mike Davis Award. Yeah, exactly. The Mike Davis Award. Bingo. That's Raheem Mostert, 100%. But then Kyron Williams, he's not necessarily that. I just wonder what's going to end up happening if the can't if the Kansas City if the Los Angeles Rams do bring in somebody else, which I think they will. If Kyron Williams could get through the offseason without a major addition in the free agent market or a running back that's drafted in the first three rounds of the draft, Kyron Williams will be secure as a first-round fantasy pick next year. If the Rams draft a guy in round four, he'll be borderline. Round three, two, one, he'll be comfortably in the second round for me. Yeah. Maybe this is just like trauma over the Cam Akers situation also. No, I don't think I don't think it is at all because we also have to remember I was also one of the biggest Todd Gurley fan Todd Gurley fanboys out there. I love Todd Gurley. So it's you. It's you. You're the problem. No, I mean I'm not the problem. <laughs> I mean I, I Todd Gurley won me championships. I no, love I that. I I'm love just, Todd I'm, Gurley. Please, please understand that I'm being facetious. I love that man. That man is wonderful. But it, d- 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 there is a clear discrepancy towards being the starting running back in a Sean McVay offense. That guy is always going to get his. And the biggest concern right now that I have with Kyron Williams is that he's not going to be the guy. That's well, the no, only that's, concern that I have. Besides the injury, that's the that was my concern with Cam Akers. I mean, he played a lot of the season last year. And it was just like, what the hell? Starting with you know that game against Buffalo where he got no, he got nothing basically. Sure. But I also look at last year and I say there were so many things that went wrong for the Rams last year. The team was well, not bad. last year, two years ago. I mean, 2022. Well, yeah, yeah. 20, yeah. 2022, 2022. We want to talk about last year. We're still in this year. Technically more or less this past year than last year, last year, there were so many things that went wrong for, for the chiefs. I mean, you could start with Rams. The, oh my God. For, keep saying the fucking chiefs. Um, offensive line was banged up. Matthew Stafford was hurt. They, they just keep going down the list. It was a, it was just a, a, a dead year for for the Rams. But I think we saw this year. Look what happens. Matthew Stafford stays upright and he plays. Matthew Stafford was great this year. He hosted two fantasy relevant receivers in Cooper Cup and Pukunakoa. One of those guys is going to be a top twenty pick next year, and probably two if Cooper Cup stays in in Los Angeles. 
who is Puka notable Nakua. by his accent by his absence in this list. Also, Puka Nakua is definitely going to be a top twenty, if not top fifteen, consensus pick. Well, so, Cooper Cooper Cup. Also. Well, Cooper Cup, yeah, that's a that's a that is a tricky situation there. You know, what do you do with Cooper Cup if he if he is there? It is so hard to say that Cooper Cup won't be a top twenty pick, but then at the same time, do you downgrade Puka Nakua? Who where I, I don't think I can. So it, yeah. it, it it's a strange one. But Kyron Williams also, I think out of all the things that are guaranteed in this offense on a week to week basis. You're telling me Kyron Williams, and this is the same exact situation that we're in next year. I think Kyron Williams will be the safest bet you're going to have out of the Los Angeles Rams, and that includes Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. But yeah, it's just. But I also want to see it. I also want to see that he gets through the offseason without any real competition. It feels, it feels very, um, it feels very Alexander Madison to me, only with results. You actually, you know who it reminds me of. It reminds me a lot of Isaiah Pacheco. Very similar. Yeah. Where I Isaiah mean, Pacheco was great last year, but we all came into the offseason like, okay, are they going to add someone at the running back position? They didn't. Isaiah Pacheco was was, was fine for fantasy for fantasy purposes. Same thing with Kyron Williams. They, if they don't add anybody, Kyron Williams is going to be just fine. Yeah. I guess another thing is Devon Chan. Sure. Also. Sure. I mean, he was injured for a lot of this year. Mm-hmm. Small sample size. He had a couple of great games. One very great game in particular. Um, And then Raheem Mostert is still there. And I know classic fourth round bust. But Raheem Mostert's still going to be there. He's still going to be getting carries. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's a little worrying having him that high, especially above, you know, the aforementioned Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. This is more me projecting that Devon A. Chan is going to be the starter the next year. Okay. That is just pure speculation. Pure speculation rank that says Devon A. Chan is going to be the starter. And if he's the starter, I would I would pretty much be comfortable putting him at, at 11 or 12. And he okay. would be a first round pick in twelve team leagues. I think this this kid is just has explosive written all over him. But the health concerns are very valid. Health concerns are very, very, very valid. And you know what does his offense look like next year? Did they make any changes? The, the whole the whole bit. But just based on what I think he's going to be, and that is the starter for this offense, I am comfortable putting Devon HN as a top fifteen pick, based off of speculation and nothing more than that. Okay. Um, anybody else? Is there anything as you were putting these together? Are there any? I know you talked about Hall, Brees Hall and Bijan Robinson. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people would be like, Brees Hall, what's he doing all the way up here? But Brees Hall is just go watch. Go just go watch Brees Hall in the New England game on Sunday. He's a stud. He's unbelievable. I love Brees Hall. He is unbelievable. And Garrett too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and the main difference between Brees and, and Garrett is I think they're going to lean more on the running game with Brees Hall next year and try and take some weight off of off of Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Um, I'm not saying Garrett Wilson's going to be bad by any means. Garrett Wilson's going to be great. And the fact that Garrett Wilson was able to do what Garrett Wilson did this year with the quarterback play that Garrett Wilson had at his disposal, I, I, do I dare say it's borderline miraculous that he was basically near 
100 catches and he had over a thousand yards. Like, yep, that's the old Larry Fitzgerald. He's quarterback proof. It, it's it's incredible. He's he's going to have positive touchdown regression next year. No no doubt about it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the no Jets in general doubt. should have positive touchdown regression. I mean, yeah. they had like, what, 15? Yeah, they're not going to have 15 again. Yeah, no. I mean, Garrett Wilson next year is going to be... He he is one of my favorite round two picks right now. Yeah. Like, if, if you're telling me you're picking at... Hell, if you were to go... Zero. If you were to go zero RB and you were to go Amon Ra and Garrett Wilson full point PPR, that's a good. That's a good whoa, uh, starting whoa, whoa, point. Whoa. But if it, like so let's say let's say you want to go one of each, and you go Bijan and Garrett Wilson, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I literally did that last year. I'm fine Actually, with that. Or this this past year. Yeah. Um, Hell, if you if Jameer Gibbs, Garrett Wilson, I'm cool with that too. Yeah, I'm definitely cool it's, with that. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Garrett Wilson, I'm fine with that. Travis Etienne, Garrett Wilson, I'm I'm okay with that. Not as sexy, but still fine. Yeah, I'm not as high on Travis Etienne. No, but you also you also have to remember he's he's in this Jacksonville offense. Trevor Lawrence is playing hurt at the end of the year, and I think there's a lot of value opportunity actually in this Jaguars offense to to potentially get good names at reasonable enough prices. And that includes Travis Etienne. I also want to put uh, Christian Kirk in there. I'll put Evan Ingram in there. And then depending on what happens with Calvin Ridley, um, I probably put him in it too. Oh, that's right. He's a free agent. He is. Oh, he is. Interesting. And what happens with, with Calvin Ridley? Where does he, where does he end up? Uh, does, does he return there? Because I, I believe also that, if they, he does resign, uh, Jacksonville has to send like a second round pick to Atlanta. Oh man, second or a third or something like that. Um, will I be able to find this on Spot Track in time? I don't even know. I'm not sure. That's a very that's a very very good question. Um, I'll talk about the receivers though that I, that I have ranked two to five with Reek, CD, Jefferson, Chase. It killed me. Killed me on a deep personal level to not put Amon Ross St. Brown in that group because he deserves to be. He absolutely 100% deserves to be in that group. And if someone said to me that that was your top five in any particular order that you want, um, McCaffrey and those four receivers, and then at six they wanted to take Amon Ross St. Brown, I would be like, okay, that's fine. I'm good with that. Like, I would have no issue with that. This is a guy that had 119 catches, tied for second most in the entire league with Tyreek Hill. I have good news. So it is a second round pick. It's a second round pick. Okay. So there it was go. a third round pick, conditions based on the team, on making the team fourth, playing time third, extension second. So is it, I guess it would just be, it, it will turn into, it would turn into a, second round pick this year if they sign him to an extension. Yeah, and does Jacksonville want to do that? Yeah. When they could just draft a receiver in the second round and it'd be hell of a lot less expensive. Yes. So I I I I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna have to wait wait and see on that one for sure. But uh just basically summing this summing this up just very briefly. 
Uh, if you were to say to me, Amon or St. Brown, it's just sixth player off the board. I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame you one bit. We see a theme, though, with this top 15. And what is that theme? Wide receiver heavy, especially at the top. You're going to see oh, yeah. a lot of big name wide receivers that are going to be going in that top five. And, and I think the place to be is going to be in the back. I think that is going to be a great spot to be because you are able to go and double up and go with running back wide receiver or go running back, running back. And those guys are sitting there two to five that have a wide receiver. Those guys are going to be praying that a Travis Etienne gets back to them. It's going to be praying yeah. that Devon A. Chan potentially gets back to them. It's going to feel like a million for, years. Yeah, it's, it's going to feel like a lifetime. It is going to feel like a lifetime. That is absolutely right, Adam. And look, you know, just keep on going down the list of guys that could potentially be, be available there. Saquon Barkley, you know, they're praying that he that, they, that Saquon, you know, potentially gets back to them. Uh, maybe Kenneth Walker could be in that in that conversation as well. Uh, depending on where Derrick Henry goes, maybe Derrick Henry's in that conversation. He goes to Baltimore and the hype around that. Oh maybe my he, God. Maybe he's a part of that. Maybe Rashad White, if he gets through the offseason unscathed, then he's the guy in Tampa next year. Does Rashad White get into that conversation? I kind of think he would have to be as a two, three pick with the guy that you could say is going to be a 65, 70 catch guy. I, in full point PPR, I think you have to say that he's definitely a part of that conversation. I, I would be very interested about Derrick Henry in Baltimore. I would be very interested. If that is, well. if that is what happens. I mean, then what yeah. is, because I'm now thinking like, I, I didn't forget about what happened to JK Dobbins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I will say is this, when it comes to Derrick Henry, and this was, uh, part of my overall thought process with just, you know, trying to chart out where these guys are going to go. Derrick Henry, for me, this is going to be your biggest league winner or your, the biggest reason why your team is completely dead next year is Derrick Henry just right away. Yeah, because, you know, Father Time's undefeated. Father Time We're is all... definitely undefeated. And he had he had his bad games this year. He had no. his really dud games. But, and I, I've said it, you know, in previous weeks, this is probably the greatest Derrick Henry job that he's ever done in terms of taking a five-win team, well, six, six-win team, and being able to rattle off about 1,200 yards rushing and 12 touchdowns with that team. That's unbelievable what he was able yeah. to do. Plus with Tajay Spears, you know, well, there. well, 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 that is a show. The Tajay Spears debate is going to be very fascinating. And also, I have unrelated. A... Have you seen Derrick Henry's high school stats, by the way? Yes, I have. How are his legs not made of gelatin? I have no idea. It, it's it's miraculous. But the Tajay Spears debate is going to be so fascinating. Oh, because the second, the second that Derrick Henry leaves Tennessee, he's got, I mean, he's got to be a top 20 running back in full point PPR now. Yeah, but like Tajay Spears might, it's, I don't know. I could be wrong. I am wrong a lot, but it feels like Tajay Spears could be that one of those, like he's number two, who's like Tony Pollard. A number two who's thrust into the number one role. Sure. Who just isn't cut out to be that. 
Sure, but I think you also have to look at the numbers that Ty J Spears had when he was playing with Will Levis. And what are those numbers looking like? And the numbers are pretty damn good in terms of the PPR numbers. Four catches, six catches, five catches, four catches, three catches, you know, a lot of fours, a lot of threes, uh, sixes and fives sprinkled out. And that was him being a part-time guy. Part-time yeah, guy, he, he got he had 52 catches. Like, that's, yeah. that is insane. Well, I mean, you have to think about the situations that he was being – he was playing in also sure which makes which makes was, it even more even more appealing well he was the no. passing down he was the passing down back sure but if he gets elevated to be the first the first second third down back and they don't bring in anybody else he's a, he's another one they don't bring in anybody else let the Tajay spears hype begin and i have i have him on a dynasty team i'm licking my chops yeah well, there are going to be a lot of interesting. I mean, Josh Jacobs is another one. Saquon Barkley is a going to be a free agent yep. as well. Yep. And you know, there's going phoning, to be a, a, phoning the Houston Texans. Where are you at? Oh man, I think they're going to decide one of them. One of the three. Can you imagine if Derrick Henry goes to Houston? That'd be really funny. <laughs> be really funny. I don't think he's going to. I think it's going to be. I think. I think it's where Barkley goes. Honestly, that would be interesting. Yeah, we'll we have all free agency to uh, to talk about it um, as well. I wonder if they'll trade college stories, CJ Stroud and, and Saquon Barkley. Probably, probably, probably get to get to, get to know one another. Yeah. Every uh, I know that you're very happy whenever uh, CJ Stroud's school beats Saquon Barkley's school. I would love it if uh, CJ Stroud's school would beat Nico Collins' school. Oh, he went to. I didn't know he went there to to Michigan. That team up north. Yeah, yeah, he did. Maybe that's the reason why I don't like him. Man, it just makes your Tom Brady love even funnier, considering that Tom Brady is a Wolverine. Yeah, he's a fake Wolverine. He didn't really do much there, did he? I don't know. Did he? No, no. He started. (laughs) He started his senior year. That was it. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean that's just kind of the 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 early uh, 2024 ranks. Um, we'll be doing a mailbag probably you know once a month. So uh, start sending in your questions for for the mailbag. Uh, we'll get to it whenever. Uh, not like only said, fantasy, not only football either. Well, for this show, it'll be only fantasy. Well, yeah, for this show, okay. for this show, it'll be it'll be only fantasy. Yeah. So it'll just be my responsibility to, to divvy up the the fantasy questions and the not fantasy questions. Actually, you know what? I'll just do this. Make my make my life a whole hell of a, hell of a lot easier. Um, in the sub in the subject line, you know, wherever you send it, whether you send it, you know, email or um, on the Twitter machine, uh, just put in the subject line. You know, whether it's for uh, BTP or BTPFS, pretty please. That'd be very nice. I'm asking yeah. nicely. Pretty please. Um, but yeah. We'll be doing a mailbag, and then uh, later this week, um, we'll be recording. I think we'll be recording this on on Wednesday, Jake and I. Um, for all the dynasty players out there, we'll be, we'll be doing a dynasty show. So, uh, plans for the off season, what you got to do uh, going into the off season, best buy lows right now, best sell highs right now. Uh, we'll be talking all about it. So that'll be a full a full dynasty show for our dynasty players. Uh, that'll be uh, that'll be on Wednesday. All right, awesome, awesome. 
Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host at Birdsall, I'm Adam Castor. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Everybody.